Hello and welcome. You are listening to the Investor Lab. My name is Goose and you probably already know that because you've probably listened to a few of these episodes before, but today you're absolutely in for a genuine and deeply impactful treat. I had the opportunity to chat with two very special individuals, people who have experienced great levels of success and depth of wonder in the whole world because they are not only successful entrepreneurs, but also successful authors and all of this kind of stuff. I met with Crystal Dwyer Hansen and Mark Victor Hansen. Now, each of them independently are amazing at what they do. Mark Victor Hansen has been, he was one of the co-authors of the Chicken Soup for the Soul series. They've sold over 500 million books worldwide. They've done all this amazing stuff. We talk about that in the episode, so I'm not going to go into it too, too much now, but safe to say, these guys are absolute dynamite in the way that they think, the way they show up in the world, and their ability to analyze and understand what it truly takes to create great levels of success in your life, which is what this episode is all about. So they have co-authored a book together called Ask, the, the, the Bridge to Turning Your Dreams into Destiny. Now, this may sound a little like woo-woo to start with, but I can tell you that this is not that at all. Like this is this is one of the most impactful episodes that we've done, I believe, and I think it's absolutely going to transform the way that you think about how you show up in, in each day and actually how to get what you want out of life. We go tactical, we go strategic, we talk about the three distinct phases that you need to ask questions in, how to apply it in your life. We even spoke about their real estate investing strategies and heaps of really amazing stuff. So we went all over the place in this episode, episode, but in such a way that I just know that it's going to paint a colorful and illuminating picture for yourself and how you can better show up in your own life. So if you are someone who wants to create greater levels of success, transformation, achieve greater levels of freedom, choice, abundance, more time, more money, more geographic freedom, any of that kind of stuff. Well, I'm here to tell you that you can have it all. And all you need to do is listen to this podcast episode. It is so good. And it was a real treat to be able to spend some time with these two guys. I know you're going to love it. Um, I'm going to have a link to the book in the show notes. You can check out their websites, get the books from there, all of that kind of stuff. Um, I've read the book. It is really great. I can't recommend it enough. Uh, and, you know, if as ever, if you want to start putting things into action, if you want to start asking us some questions about how you can succeed and achieve more and do all that kind of stuff, just head to theinvestorlab.com.au. And of course, make sure you hit subscribe and subscribe to this podcast because that really makes a big difference for us and helps us to get our message out to more other people. Now, I know that this episode is going to be something that's going to resonate deeply with so many of our listeners, i.e. you. And if that is the case, I just want you to share it with one other person. Just forward this onto them, tag someone in a post, do whatever you need to do to share this with them because there is wisdom in here that transcends any age, demographic or otherwise. This is stuff that can really, truly help people and help me, please, to help other people and to help you too. So please do that. And without any further ado, let us get stuck into it. I know you're going to love it. I can't wait to get the feedback from this. So of course, if you do have feedback, just email us at hello at dashdot.com.au. <sighs> I'm always out of breath. This was so good. I can't wait to share it with you. So let's get stuck into it. I'll see you on the inside. Hey, 
Hey guys, welcome back to the Investor Lab. Joining me today are two very, very special guests. And normally I kind of run into the episodes pretty quickly with a very short introduction, but I just couldn't possibly do that with these guys. There's such a, a, a huge mammoth amount that I want to kind of bring to the table. I've got two guests. Their names are Crystal Dwyer Hansen, and she's an international speaker, entrepreneur, researcher, expert in human potential, transformational life coach, and successful author of Skinny Life, The Secret to Being Physically, Emotionally, and Spiritually fit. And that's just Crystal. And that is not even all of the stuff she's done. It's just so, such a big list. We've also got Mark Victor Hansen, who you may know as, as one of the founders of the Chicken Soup for the Soul book series, which has sold over 500 million books worldwide. You know, these guys between them have impacted the lives of literally hundreds of millions of people. And also for the last 44 years, Mark Victor Hansen has been known as one of uh, America's favorite and most revered uh, inspirational speakers, motivational speakers. He's been featured in more publications and media resources. I pretty much have to do a, a whole podcast just on everything that you guys have done. But now you've gone and written, <laughs> now you've gone and written a book together called Ask, The Bridge to Turning Your Dreams into Destiny. There it is on the screen. If you're watching this on video, it is my absolute unadulterated pleasure to warmly welcome Crystal and Mark Victor Hansen, how are you guys? Thank you, Goose. We're great. So happy to be here with you. We're unadulteratedly happy. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. That's good. I mean, it's mate, I, it's a it's a genuine pleasure. It's um it's middle of the afternoon where you guys are. It's nice and early in the morning here where I am in Sydney. I mean. A lot of people may have come across either of you before. You're both successful in your own rights, and now you've got to written this book together. For those people who maybe don't know, who maybe haven't heard of you before, like, do you want to give us the quick five-minute synopsis? I know I kind of touched on a few things there, but like, what's kind of brought you to this point and made you want to decide to write a book together? Well, for me, I'll just go first really quickly. As a transformational life coach and clinical hypnotherapist, um, you know, the way I help tra people transform their lives is taking that reflective journey, which is all about asking questions. I mean, it's all about that. And you, you literally can't change anything in your life until you start asking those questions. And Mark and I both realized that throughout our lives, you know, at any of those times that we were down or we were having adversity or challenges, the way we overcame those challenges was by asking the right questions at the right time. And so we realized, you know, we want to share this information with people because people don't realize how transformational asking is. And um, and I will get really deep into it, but that that's basically it in a nutshell. Interesting. And Ma Mark, I mean, as someone who's been, has had their hands on producing over 500 million books worldwide, what made you want to go and venture into this one as well? Well, we've been blessed to go to 80 countries, talk to 7 million people live, been to Australia 12 times, loved every time, had nothing but fun with Aussies. We think you guys are the best. So, and, and, and now you're in a little bit of a gloomy part because you shut down travel and inter, all that. Anyhow, so what we found is that when we met with all these people, a lot of them were talented, likable, personable, educated, insightful, good thinkers, but they had lacked one ability, the ability to ASK to GET what they want. And so we did the subtitle of the book, the, dream, the Bridge from Your Dreams to Your Destiny, because we said, hey, wait a second, everyone's got a destiny, and if you don't fulfill your destiny, you miss out, because this isn't a dress rehearsal. You don't get to go through life twice, at least as far as we know. So it seemed like a good idea to learn how to ask, and what we're saying is, get a copy of the book. Unfortunately, the best place to get it right now, or the only place is Amazon, because a lot of bookstores have dusted, unfortunately, and then 
get a buddy and go through the book question by question by question. And, you know, we're teaching three things. Ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. Okay, cool. So you touched on a couple of things there. So I'm taking some notes so I can refer back to a few points. But, like, to, to take this from esoteric to the, to the, to the tangible – right now i mean what are we what are we really talking about here for those that are listening at home are we talking about you know asking the universe for guidance are we talking about going and asking a friend for help to do something what are we what are we actually what do you mean what do you mean when you say the key to turning your dreams into your destiny is to ask like what does that actually how do we translate that how do we apply that in real life right so what we've determined is that asking is really a both art and science and, and we determined that there are these three channels um, that you, through which you need to ask. Those are ask yourself, ask others, and ask God. And each of those channels, Goose, is equally important, starting with the ask yourself part. And it, it's amazing how few people take the time to do this. But asking yourself is that reflective journey. Um, we say there are three critical phases of asking yourself, and that is, you know, where am I now? right? And all of the little sub questions that come af after that question. Do I even like what I'm doing? Is it working? What's going on? You know, there's so many questions that start to emerge when you start this asking journey and asking yourself. The second phase of that asking yourself is, where do I want to be? And it's striking how few people take the time to determine that. We never stop. We just, we're kind of running through life like a meteor hurtling through space and never taking the time to go, do I like this? And where do I really want to be? And then really sitting down with yourself and saying, what does that look like? If I really achieved my ideal, ideal of success or my ideal relationships or my ideal in health and wellness or my ideal life purpose, what does that look like? And then asking yourself, Mark and I like to sort of engineer it backwards by imagining that perfect scenario. If I'm in my perfect successful life, what am I doing every day? Who am I talking to? Who are my clients? Who are my colleagues? What, what am I earning? I mean, we, so few people ask themselves. And so they're missing out on the ability to literally create the template for what they want. Is this, is this just goal setting? Like, is, is that essentially, is the asking yourself part, I understand there's three distinctions, yourself, others, and God, and we'll sort of get, we'll touch on all three of those points. But the ask yourself piece, is that, is that essentially... Uh, getting to the root of goal setting or you know what it, it's very different from goal setting in that um you know most people go okay i'm going to sit down and write some goals and then they draw blanks i mean most people are, are, are really out of touch with with first of all what their deepest abilities are and where they really want to be going and it really takes this genuine process of asking yourself the questions and then listening for those answers because every time i swear to you with the research we've done, every time you ask a question, you your brain lights up, okay? Yeah. And, and literally a different part of your brain goes to work for you. And it's the part of your brain that does critical thinking. So now you're using your brain in a more effective way, right? Mm, yeah, it's interesting because um, there's a couple of points that, I, that I'll throw in there. So we work in real estate. So we run a, a real estate company. We help people to, to invest in real estate properties, all of that kind of stuff. And it's fantastic. But I always, I always ask the question. I'm always like, but what is, what is the goal? Like, what is the reason? Buying properties is, is a function. It's a thing that happens. 
that's probably not that's probably not the end game. It's not to have house. Like that, that is not the end game. So what are we really here for? And I, I like to ask that of anyone that we work with because it's like, well, where are we going? Why are we going there? How do you want to feel when you get there? What is the purpose of being there? All of these kind of things. I think it's super important. And 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 that that's one other thing that I would say that you touched on is asking questions activates a different part of our brain. Now, I actually every single day. I sit down, I wake up and I have a bit of a, what, a, what I call thinking time and I will ask questions. Uh, I, I don't just like write my goals or just like write a little journal. I'm like, what would things look like if they were different? How could things be different? What would that mean and why? And the, the process of asking questions with a, like in a structured questioning format allows you to come up with phenomenally different answers. You're a transformational life. This is one of the most transformational things that I have done is actually to spend more time asking more questions, you know, like what am I optimizing for and all of these kind of things. So I'm, I, I'm, I'm right into this. So this is, this is great. This is fantastic. Can I ask though, like what, Obviously, this is a really important thing, but having both achieved, both being prolific producers of content and experience and talking all over the what actually drives you to want to go and create another book? I've written a book. Writing a book is not quick nor easy. What's actually driven you to want to do this? That- I've written 309, so it gets easier, maybe. <laughs> okay, all right. I like writing a book. And our, our corporate symbol, and by the way, we own a lot of real estate and believe in real estate, so it's one of the things we can talk to if you want. And yeah, I, I, I got to say the first piece I bought, but we believe that, you know, our, our corporate symbol, as I said, is a butterfly and it. You can't look at a, a, um, a caterpillar and predict butterfly. And right now, 8 billion of us are in a cocoon. And in that cocoon, you really got to ask yourself what you want. When I was bankrupt in 74 and lost everything in a blink because I asked the wrong question. I said, how do you go bankrupt by yourself? Checked out that book. And I went bankrupt by myself. And, no way. You know, no way. Six really? <laughs> and there's some people listening that are hanging on by their fingernails. And I can laugh at it now, but boy, I wanted to kill myself, literally, not figuratively. Yeah. And then I asked myself, well, what do I want to do? And I said, oh, I lived in Hicksville, Long Island, New York. I built the Washer Racket Club, Botanical Gardens, Aviaries. I was eating at top of the six. I was, I was a top flight guy, I thought, a, a little kid, dumbass, actually. But <laughs> the point is, I was sophomoric. Anyhow, I asked my roommates, do you know anyone that's young? that's not a uh, CEO, that's not a doctor, a lawyer, a celebrity speaking. They said, yeah, there's a kid out in Pawpaw going on the air. Well, I had the beat up Volkswagen not taken from the bankruptcy courts, drive out there. This kid wowed people for three hours. I walk up to him and I ask Chip Collins, can I take you to lunch and you tell me how to do this? He said, kid, you're not going to make it. One in a thousand chances you'll make it. But if you stay out of real estate in these five boroughs, I'll let you, I'll teach you how to do it in life insurance. So and I did a thousand talks a year the first three years because once you decide what your right livelihood is, what your destination is, what your destiny is, it's easy to do massive action and get massive results. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I would agree with that. I would, I, I would say that the hardest thing, the thing that, that challenges most people is making a choice. You know, what do they actually want? Right, exactly. Or, or being stuck in the wrong choice because if you, if you look at Mark's story, for example, you know, mm. he... He studied under Buckminster Fuller in graduate school. So he just assumed that Bucky's so smart, I need to go do what Bucky does. Never asked himself what he really wanted to do. And, and a lot of times when we're just moving forward with the plan that we think we're supposed to follow, we fail. And that's the time we need to start asking, right? If, if things aren't working out, 
or things change in life, we need to start asking. Does that mean that we only start asking when we start to get uncomfortable? Or or, or is this some, like, like if you're on a path and you're like, oh my God, I think this is great. Do you wait until it starts to not be great before you start asking questions? How, or, or is this a constant process? Is this a daily practice? Is this constantly questioning where you are and where you're going? And then, and then, you know, how do you make sure you're not getting distracted? Right. I think in an ideal world, it should be a daily practice, asking questions, because you want to revector yourself every day. You want to make sure you're on track. And um, for Mark and I personally, we found that every time we were down in the dumps, so to speak, when we were, you know, at a crossroads, when we were at a place of desperation, the only thing that got us out of that was asking those tough questions and then really listening to the answers and really being honest with yourself about about you know, what, what you're discovering about yourself, because you ask a question and suddenly you, you get a solution. You ask another question, you, you start to, a plan starts to form. You ask another question, you get new ideas. And, you know, we were talking about those three critical phases of asking yourself. So it's like, where am I now? Where do I want to be? But the final thing is, once you determine those things, what specific action do I need to take to get there? Right? Because it's always going to require action. And so you need to ask yourself, what specific action do I need now to accomplish what I've determined is the thing? So there must be a structure to the questions. It can't just be questions and questions and questions. It must be, there might, and this I'm sure in the book and what right. goes right. Goes, so if you, if, you want to know, if you want to know how to actually do this successfully, make sure you get a copy of the book. I'll put a link in the show notes. It's awesome. I've actually had a chance to read through it. It's really, really great. So the key is not just asking questions, it is asking the right questions. Is that correct? Right. And you've got to buddy up. What I say is one and one. If you look at two fingers indexed together, it's a power of 11. And what happens is we pray and meditate together for one hour. What you called your think time. I don't know if you do it alone or if you've got a sweetheart. I don't know any of that. I don't, I don't you know, need to go there. But for us, it works that we keep re-sculpturing our event. It's like, when you go to Florence and see the great David, they say, how did Michael, Michelangelo, how you make it David? He said, chip out everything's not David. You and I are here to use questions to chip out our imperfections, to chip out the end result of what do you want in real estate and what you want for the most part is time, money, and geography freedom, which is going to hopefully come back soon. Yeah, absolutely. I, I love that. I haven't heard that before. How do, you, how do you create David, chip out everything that's not David? I think that's absolutely, that's that's dynamite. Um, just quickly, I do have a sweetheart. Her name is Gabby, and she's absolutely the 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 love of my life and 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 the light of everything. She's the best person in the whole world for me, anyway. Um, and Congratulations! That's I important. Do. By the way, that's one of the goals when you're asking yourself, "Do I want my?" Because right. what I wrote down when I went divorced, I wrote down 267 things. I asked myself, "What do I want?" We had the same values. We had to be monogamous. Yeah. We had a really want to travel. She had to own her own business, but 267 and she was a victory on each one of them. And I'm not saying that about your sweetie. Just <laughs> me. Yeah, yeah, you know? for sure. I look, and, every, and everyone's different, right? And it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's truly amazing. And look, I, the thinking time that I do each day, I do do it by myself, but, but I don't have my own goals that are separated, right? From what we're doing together. And I think that I think you touched on a really interesting point there. We do spend the time to make sure we're aligned and we're asking the same questions. We very connected in that way. And I think that's super important. You touched on one of the things I want to touch on there though, is you said, you know, one and one equals 11 and, and all of that kind of stuff. You mentioned at the start that going through the book is a two person exercise. You have to do it with a buddy. Preferentially. Yes. 
Well, you don't have to. I mean, it's an amazing read by yourself, but we're just saying when you really decide that you want to get into the asking journey, it's really cool to take that with somebody else. It's sort of like the accountability partner. If you can do that, it's not absolutely necessary. It's a wonderful read. I mean, probably most people have done it on their own, but, but it's just really powerful if you're lucky enough to have somebody that you can do it with. Crystal, you're a researcher, right? And you've spent a lot of time digging into this kind of field. How do you know, and this might be a little bit left field, so if you don't know the answer, that's okay. What is the difference between the success rate of people who uh, set their own, you know, set their do their own kind of path, ask their own questions, like do that solo versus with an accountability partner, whether it be a loved one or someone else? Is there a correlation between, you know, a higher level of success when you do it with somebody else? Or what's the what's or even what's your opinion on that? Right. You know, and I don't, I've never looked at any study um, being done on that, but I, I think for one thing, I think human beings were made to, as to be a, our greatest resource is one another truly. And that's why I want to get into the ask others part because asking yes, others so is a really important part of our journey. And right now we're so afraid to do it. People are so superfully, superficially connected, you know, by social media and things like that, but they're really so disconnected in their hearts and minds. People are at a, at epic levels of loneliness, we're not connecting like we used to because like Mark and I said, when we grew up, you know, you didn't, if you wanted to meet someone, you like, we were four years old, we'd toddle down the street, knock on the door. Can you play? You know, you had to put yourself out there, put yourself on the line and relationships were real. And I, we just feel like we don't have that anymore. And so part of this asking journey is really connect. We're encouraging people to connect with one another. We're one another's greatest resource. And we have a section in the book called The Seven Roadblocks to Asking because people are really scared to ask other people for help, for advice, for information, for all of those things. But the research that we looked at for the book shows that um, the reality is the opposite of what we all think. Going into the study, you know, people felt like, gosh, if I ask someone, I'm going to be perceived as being stupid, ignorant, um, uninformed, or I'm going to be appear to be pushy or obnoxious. So I'm just going to hold back. I'm not going to ask for anything, you know? Um, but the opposite is true. The research shows if you just put yourself out there, connect with someone, ask, ask what, ask your questions, ask what you need to know, ask for some help. You are 80% more likely to have your request granted than if you just hold back and try to be a lone ranger in this life. You know, no one, no one needs to be a lone ranger. Yeah, no, no, totally. I'd agree with that. So, okay. So f- first step, ask yourself, what, do, where are you now? Where are you going and how are you going to get there? That's the very what high, specific action steps to get there. Yep. Yeah. Quick. And you're right. How are you going to get there? Then it's, then it's like, okay, well now you've worked that out. It's basically, well, who do I need to speak to in order to be able to help me get there? Who can I seek help from? Is this kind of the general premise? Is it, yep. you know, where, who do I need to ask to help me get to that destination? Is that the general premise then? Yeah. yeah. So, so what happens is that we not only did everything we knew and then interviewed all the universities, but we interviewed 26 superstars. One is Jim Stovall wrote a great book called the ultimate gift, which became a movie because I wrote on the back of it, this should be a movie. It's so clearly made a hundred million, but he was blind at, at 19 years old. He was going to be our big football player. He was big, strong, fast. And the, the guy said, the medical doctor says, look, kid, I'm sorry to tell you, but so six months, you'll be totally blind. He's, Locked in a little nine by 12 room, sequestered like a lot of people are now. And he's complaining. He had a TV, a radio, and a telephone. His parents said, Jimmy, get on to the blind meeting. He sits next to this woman, Kathy, and he says, boy, in the old days, I used to love to watch somebody throw a right hook. I wish somebody would do something about that. She said, she asked, said, wait a second. 
This is a pivotal question for everybody listening or watching. Wait a second, we're somebody, why can't we do something? They founded Goose Narrative Television. 14 million people, it's the third biggest streaming service in the world, but it's only for blind people that narrates TV, narrates movies, is that, is that and it's so? great, and they make a fortune at $10 a month. But then he write, he says in the interview we did, because the guy's pure wisdom when we interviewed him, and Stovall says, I now write books that I can't read, and I now make movies that I can't watch. What it does, in my opinion, is get you over your pity party once you start asking questions, because it's easy to get down on yourself, down on the world, down on somebody else, down on God. Wow. Well, that's, that's, that is... That is impressive. So, right. So you touched on like there are, and I don't want to give away all the the juice that's in the book, but you touched on like one of the biggest thing, problems is that there are seven key roadblocks that right. that stop people high level without, um, without you know, st- st- stealing the plot line, so to speak. What are, what, are the, what are the biggest roadblocks that people need to start? I with? would say the biggest roadblocks, um, number one is unworthiness, which is just this subtle feeling that so many people live with um, that we just don't deserve better. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it's like this conditioning from our childhood or from our early years, things happen in our lives. And so it causes us that, that subtle sense of unworthiness causes us to hold back. Oh no, you know, I'm not going to ask. Some people are scared to ask for a a better table at the restaurant or a better seat on an airplane. They just, they just don't want to ask. They don't feel at some level, like they really deserve better. And I see this over and over again in my, in my coaching clients. I mean, it's unbelievable. And uh, if you can recognize some of these roadblocks, there's naivete, doubt, fear, excuses, pattern paralysis, and all, we get deeply into those in the book. And they're so important to recognize in yourself because I promise you, every single person has at least one of these roadblocks, if not more. But if everyone started just saying, "Hey, can I get an can I get an upgrade? Can I get an upgrade every time they went on an airline and stuff like that?" Is like, isn't that? I don't know. I mean, I can understand what you're saying. It's tied to your self worth, but isn't that a little? Maybe I've got an issue here because I'm like, isn't that a little presumptuous? <laughs> have you ever asked for an upgrade and not got it? I think you. I have asked for an upgrade and not gotten it. Uh oh. See, but I was probably, I was probably, you know, I was probably wearing the wrong clothes and I probably wasn't in the right. <laughs> well, they may not have had any seats left. I don't know. think I did have any seats. I've, div- I've definitely tried it on a couple of times and not gotten there. I've also done it successfully, so you know, like I've, I'm, I have a propensity to ask. I'm like, hey, I'm, I'm one of those guys, and my partner Gabby always calls me out on it because anytime I think of something, I'll just ask. I'll be like, hey, what's this? How does this work? Hey, can you give me a hand? Like, because I love to, to, to do, to do that, and I, I. I'm a testament to the to the belief that um, that the more you ask, the more you get. So uh, I'm into that. I want to ask. I want both of you to each individually answer this question. What's the best question you've ever asked? Oh boy, in the whole entire world, uh, what's the best question I've ever asked? You know, what question makes me feel the best mm-hmm. when I ask it, and I ask this question all the time, and it's a question I ask to God. I go. God, will you please show me how to be the greatest expression for which you made me? Please show me how to be the greatest expression for which you made me. Hmm. That's good. Kind of puts life in a whole new context, doesn't it? Because it's like, wow, yeah. If I were to become everything I was created to be, what is that? Help me be that, right? Can, Can we ask for anything better than that? How, how can I ask, how often do you ask that and, and how different are the answers? 
I ask it every day. I swear to you. I ask it when I'm going, you know, before sleep, I, I pray and I, I talk to God. I talk to God all the time because God is just like an integral part of my day and my life. And I feel like I get feedback from God's amazing universe all the time. Cause when you start talking to God, crazy magical things start to happen. You start to focus and ask the questions and suddenly like you see the exact answer in a book or someone calls you and gives you exactly what you were seeking and um, it just happened to each of us again and again and again. So interesting. Um, yeah, interesting. You, get, you start to get when when you, well, we say you have to prepare to be a good asker. Okay, and part of that is number one, you have to have belief. You have to believe yep. as an asker that you deserve the answers and that the answers are out there for you somewhere. You, really, I mean, life requires belief, doesn't it? You you have to believe in yourself to be on this podcast today, right? Yeah, if you don't believe in anything, I mean, I, I, you, you, I think you, you, I, I, I don't want to sound too morbid, but you'll die. Like you have yep. to have a belief. Right. You have, you have to believe that there is that. They have to believe in something, even if it's small. Yeah, I mean, even the choice to drink water is like I believe that I'm thirsty. You have to have a desire to pull yourself forward, and the the stronger your belief, uh, the stronger your belief, the further you're going to pull yourself forward. I believe. So, yeah. Mark. Best question you've ever asked. So the question I asked her for three years, every day I asked her, will you marry me? And every time, thank God, she said, yes. so when we got married, and I want to go backwards to how that came to pass, because I think yeah. it's a story you people will like, your friends and, and listeners, is that, uh, you know, we had a guy do a song called. Say Yes Again. Say Yes Again. <laughs> that was a song sung at our wedding by a great musician, friend of ours, uh, Matt Ferry. Anyhow, when when I she her mother sent her to my seminar, she happened to attend. It was thousands of people are at, at VIP asking me stuff. She's standing over in a corner, and I got throngs of people around me. But a lady knocks off a bottle, a glass of red wine on her thing, and I just part the waves, run over to her, and I grab her, and I say, "I think I know where the club soda is." <laughs> now we get we get out of there, yeah, and I said, "Have you eaten dinner? It's nine thirty, and it's Saturday night. And I don't know." But I can't stay here because a thousand people want to spend two minutes with me, ask me how to write their book. And he said, she said, okay, and long story short, we get out to the best restaurant in Hollywood. The line is long, a hundred dollar bill isn't going to get you in. So we walk up to the guy and this is an ask story par excellence. He looks at her and she is, for those of you just listening and not getting to see, my wife is radiantly beautiful. And the guy says, okay, I give up. Who is she? Remember questions, the answer. I said, you don't recognize her? through success magazine savoir fair bogan he can't pull it he says okay who is she i said she's now i'm we're both danish but i'm goofing around i said she's a queen of denmark he starts by saying no she's not and then he goes oh my god because he knows he's insulting me and he says who travel? Who are you? I said. Who travels with the queen? He said. Oh my God! You're the king. Hold on. Wrong. <laughs> I knew you would like this. Yes. It just—it's a cute story because what you said when we started the show is you're supposed to have fun, and questions can be a source of great fun if they're not antagonistic. And I wasn't being antagonistic. I just didn't want to wait in line with honored people. That's I wanted awesome. to be with her, and it was the most magnificent meal of my life. Fantastic. A meal of deliciousness. <laughs> Fantastic, mate. That's that's awesome. That's awesome. Well, okay. You mentioned. Uh, I mean, I mean, I I don't want to deviate too far from the book, right? Because there's just yeah. like there's a lot here. But you yeah. mentioned you mentioned you guys are into real estate. Do you want to just talk to that for a minute? I'd love to know, like, what's obviously the markets are very different here in Australia than they are in the US. 
high level, like what's what appeals to you about real estate? How's your high level? What's the sort of strategy been? What's tell us, just talk to that just for a moment. It'd be awesome. Right. So we've invested in a lot of things. And when we ask ourselves, you know, what has been, what has given us the most consistent, best return on our investment with the greatest stability? And bar none, it is real estate. Mm. We've invested in all kinds of things from clean energy, different kinds of companies, medical, everything. And honestly, we're getting to the point where we're just like, none of that anymore. We're sticking with real estate. And we do have, we, we have some stocks, but we're out of the market right now because it's way too crazy. It's yeah. just, we don't know what's going to happen there. Um, but yeah, real estate is, is very predictable. The key is is you have to ask yourself, are you buying in a buyer's market or a seller's market? That will make the difference right there between your success and your failure, right? Because if you're buying in a seller's market, that's not good. That means sellers are getting top dollar for their prices and you're overpaying. So you, you know, and, and people are very sheep-like in some ways. They, they tend to like, oh, everyone's getting real estate now and the market's so hot, I'm gonna get yep. in now. Worst time ever, but people don't see that. So you literally have to have a lot of patience and wait for those perfect buy times. I, I couldn't and agree more. It's so funny because you actually just talked about, talked to, you didn't even know this, but this is one of our key strategies is to <laughs> identify the right places in the country to be able to time that market so that you get in when it's a buyer's just before it turns to a seller's so that you get in at that right specific window where it's the right buy time. I think that's, that's fantastic. So that's awesome. <laughs> I will add to that if that's okay. Go for it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so first of all, the, one of the smartest, the guy with the biggest hedge fund is Ray Dalio. He said, we yeah. got three functions. Now we got inflation when stuff goes up or in real estate, it appreciates. You got deflation when stuff goes down, but he says we've hit the first time in history that we have reflation where there's stuff going down, like Brooks brothers shirts, you know, they just went bankrupt. So I bought $92 shirts. This isn't one of them, but I bought them for $8 and you go, oh my gosh. So you got deflationary, you got inflation in food. So that's that. The first house I ever bought was on Long Island in East Islip, New York. For You won't believe it, but this is 50 hours ago, $14,000, $2,000 down. Three years later, I sold it for $58,000. I thought, I'm a smart dude. <laughs> I really don't. Now, the point is, is what Crystal said is correct. So you've got to Here's the two tricks that most people don't know. And I don't know if, if um, U-Haul exists in your country, but if it does, U-Haul right now is shipping out of New York and into Arizona, right? So you look at where's your U-Haul migration patterns. And then number two is you look at the driver's license pattern, because if you come out of New York or into California, into Arizona, where we live, you got to have a new driver's license. And right now we're expected to have a million people in the next year here. So real estate... Law supply and demand, which is never going to change, is going to bring it up. But we think real estate is going to, some people are going to crash because so many people are on them unemployed and not going to get a new job. Yeah, interesting. That is fascinating. And do you guys invest for growth or cash flow or both? Both. Both. <laughs> yeah, we right. like rentals. We like rentals in a certain niche. Yeah. Like, What's um, the niche? Yeah. The niche is they have to have two to three bedrooms and a garage. Okay, so single family Condo. homes? Yeah, we like, well, no, condos are single family homes. Yeah. And we like being by the because, hospital because people are getting older and they need it. And we have a $12 billion hospital you may not know here called, a little thing called Mayo Clinic. The real Mayo Clinic. Oh, is you're right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah nice. so we rent heavily to doctors and lawyers, right. uh, sorry, doctors and nurses. And lawyers. And, and a few lawyers, but mostly. They're, they're going to keep their job as far as I'm concerned 
it's going to only get you know more needed and and uh, they happen to love because we do really quality stuff so what questions did you ask that sent you on that real estate journey yeah and see it's like anything in business you have to ask the right questions mm. how am i going to avoid getting flaky renters who won't pay me because that tends to be the biggest problem in real estate rentals you know you end up with a batch of renters that just constantly have have issues and so we thought and, and how do i get you know high quality renter without going into like luxury homes yeah. and that's where we found this certain sweet spot sweet spot, spot. nice exactly yeah so nice so we picked the neighborhood and the zones yep Nice, nice, good. It's good. It's good. To, great to get a little bit of insight into your thinking paradigms around that. So, really, I really, really appreciate that. Okay, so back to the book though. We've we've covered asking yourself. We've covered asking others, right? Yes, there's yeah. the copy of the book there. It's a great. It's a great uh, color scheme, by the way. It makes me. It makes me. Uh, my partner Gabby actually said it reminds me of Aladdin, which I think is actually uh, Mark. This got something to do with the the Aladdin factor. Is that a book? Yeah, I wrote the Aladdin factor. We sold three point six million of that. That was a predecessor book. Yeah, yeah. nice. And, and we love it. By the way, it's a great. It was a great book. And this goes much deeper, though, into the more complete asking journey. Um, yep. Yeah. I want to. I want to touch now on the on the last kind of three stages, right? So yourself, yeah. others, and God. Now. Obviously, um, God features quite heavily in your life and your belief systems and all of that kind of stuff. Some people that they're not as you know here in Australia, particularly, we are a little more secular and stuff like that. Tell it, talk to how to ask God, but then also, you know, for people who might uh, not resonate necessarily with the word God, sure. how can how can this how can the the thinking around this stage of the process be applied for anyone? Well, first of all, there's 367 names for God. I don't care what you call God, universal intelligence, infinite yep. wisdom, bountiful love. Look, pick the title you like, yep. but you say infinite intelligence, what is my destiny? And you say it 400 times before you go to sleep at night. Now, it's critical that you do it that much because she's a hypnotherapist. It takes it to get into 18 billion brain cells because you're going from conscious to subconscious. And then you've got to be ready in the middle of the night and tell your sweetie, hey, I'm going to probably wake up if Mark and Crystal are telling the truth. I'm going to have this great idea and I'm going to write it down. But they told me I got to turn on the lights and write it in detail because when God gives you the answer or universal intelligence yeah. or infinite wisdom, right? And and you say, well, where did you use it? Well, Jack and I, Jack came up with a crummy title for our book, Chicken Soup for the Soul. And I said, Jack, it doesn't cut it. We're going to do a thought command in our respective houses. He lived in Santa Barbara, California. I lived in Newport Beach. We, we each did 400 times, mega best-selling title, mega best-selling title, mega best-selling title, mega best-selling title. He called me at 2.58 in the morning says, chicken soup. I said, for the soul. I said, we got it. Now, we still got 144 people say, you ain't got it. Get out of here. And we had one little 145th publisher take us. But the point is, we knew we had it. The audience knew we had it because they said, you have that story in a book. And we did it. And, and obviously, the book sold a half billion. So, yeah. And it's not done. Yeah, totally, totally. Yes, yeah, it's, it's definitely still, definitely still going. So, okay, cool. So we can, we can. Uh, I, I agree with you. I, I think that there, you know, when you think about God, that you can think about spirituality, higher force. You can think about any. You can kind of interrelate that. So if we kind of take that perspective, right. Crystal, Crystal, do you want to talk to the third component about why it's why that is so important? You know, if if speaking speaking to the speaking to the larger, you know, universal self and energy. Exactly. I think it's so important because I think one of the reasons people get down and get depressed is because they, we're all a bit, as human beings, we're a bit narcissistic, truly. truly. You know, we kind of start to think everything's about us. And there's just something so beautiful and healthy 
it's like pulling your camera. It's, it's like focusing, you know, on some little, little problem. And then you pull the camera lens back all of a sudden and you see this glorious universe where there's so much beauty and wonder happening every single day. There are countless miracles, whether you see, you know, I just saw this amazing picture of a German shepherd who adopted a little owl, this little injured owl, and they created this love bond. It's like these pictures are truly incredible. This love they felt that he protected, he's protecting this little guy, and they're snuggling together like all different pictures. They're like, you know, companions. But there are so many miracles like that in the universe, small and big, that we can't explain, you know. Mm. I mean, really, everything's a miracle to me. When you look around, there's just so much to be grateful for, to appreciate. And so if we just sort of pull the, the scope of the lens back and look at that and start to notice the wonder of the universe, it becomes much more exciting and, and it increases our vitality to get out there and participate in this live, beautiful, amazing, miraculous universe. We do have a role in it and we have a role in connecting with it. And I think that's a big part of the message with the book too. We need to connect to each other we need to connect to the universe, to life, to all that's living. And it's amazing what can happen if you keep that perspective in your heart and mind every day. I, I would actually say, I think that's probably the hardest part of all of this. Yeah. I actually think this is the hardest part. And I think that uh, as entrepreneurs, as, you know, as humans, right? As humans, right. We, we get so granular. I mean, I don't know how many people are busy just for the sake of being busy. I, I, I'm, 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 so guilty of this myself where you're like i've just gotta i need to be if and if i'm not doing something something's wrong because you forget to you forget to zoom out you forget to you forget to say hey actually maybe nothing is wrong maybe everything is just as it should be and maybe life is actually great one of the mantras that i've been uh telling myself almost daily for the last month and i gotta say it's, it's definitely i'd say it's helping my mood generally is life life was meant to be easy and business is meant to be fun and if you start telling yourself that, you start going, well, hang on a second. This is easy and fun. What am I stressed about? And you start to elevate the way you think about the about the situation. So I, I definitely think that's awesome. I love that. That's, that's great. Okay. So what happens then if you start to ask yourself the right questions and then ask others to help you and then start to ask, uh, and let me make sure I've got this right. So you're, the asking of God is that a direct asking or is that more of an asking in yourself where you sit within a, a, a macro? How does the asking and the zooming out kind of, I didn't quite get how they tie together. What happens is you've got God in you. So what happens is, but yeah. you got to wake it up. It's invisible. What you said so articulately and maybe went over it and didn't even know you did it is there's a little sense of you, which you just said the ego sense of you, which is small, right? And then there's a big sense of you, the spiritual sense of you, the sense that's connected to all the universe, which is miraculous because egomaniacs right now go, <clears throat> I can do anything. No, no, you can't make a universe. The universe is 15 billion years old. You aren't even going to live to be 150. So guess what? You don't even understand one trillionth of what's really operative in universe. You are, you can't make a grain of sand or, a, you know, yeah, you can create a baby, but a baby is a miracle. And that's what she was saying about the miraculous of it. That, and this morning, it turns out that we've got five kids in our blended family and six grandkids. We were looking at all the grandkid pictures. They are miraculous. I don't know if you've got any kids yet, but we got really fascinating kids that I'll just do one of them. Little Madeline is a six-year-old twin, and she is she is ready to take over the whole world at six years old. I just tell you, she is I told yesterday she called, they've got gizmo watches that you can talk into, and they can only call nice. grandparents and parents. So said, 
Mimi and Grampy, I just want you to know that I'm here and I'm going to tell you how things really are. And I go, okay, Maddie. <laughs> Wow, that's 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 big for a six-year-old. I gotta tell you, yeah, things really are so yeah. hectic. Okay, all right. So when we so when we're talking about it is it's asking the inner and outer self. It's really understanding. It's really asking the questions to give us the context and a perspective around who we are, where we are, and just to try to give us some framework and some vision and, and oversight. I get that now. So what happens then if you do all this, like? Why would anyone? Why would anyone want to go through this exercise? What's the, what's the good? Th- what's the good thing they could like? Why? All right, I've asked myself all these questions. Then I've asked all these other people. Then I've asked all these other people to help me do the stuff. And then I've, you know, I've started asking the bigger questions about where, what's going on in the whole world, and how, how do I, where do I fit into it to give myself perspective? What happens then? Right. You will start to notice your life changing so dramatically. And we have so many cool stories in the book. There's that exemplify um, these, this truth that when you start asking, asking yourself, asking others and asking God, it just, there are these wonderful, expansive things that happen in your life for the better. And uh, we know that it's happened in our lives and continues to happen, you know, um, because it's interesting. There is no mechanism, no mechanism that has the ability to reveal what is hidden, like asking. And if you think about when people feel stuck, okay, and there are so many people who feel stuck, especially right now, they're stuck and they feel hopeless. When you're at that stuck, hopeless stage, you don't know what to do. You truly don't know what to do. And it's very tempting. And so many people are doing it just to keep sliding downward into your misery, right? Mm -hmm. And we're saying, stop right there and start asking yourself these questions. Start asking yourself some questions, start connecting with others and asking them questions and start connecting with the universe, with the source of life. You are a part of life and there is a source of life. None of us as human beings. And I think this is why people struggle with God. Do I believe in God? There's, it, there's no way any of us can define God. I can't define God, you know, and I think people were taught, oh, God, some gray haired guy in the sky. That's why people have a hard time with it, right? Yep. No way will any of us in this lifetime be able to define God perfectly. But there is a source of all creation, and you're part of creation. So why wouldn't you plug in to that source, the source of love, wisdom, intelligence? Because everything in creation is an expression of that, including you, right? Yep, 100%. So before we started this conversation, uh, I, I thought I – thought, and I've had a, I've had a, I have actually had a flick through the book, right? But what, actually, before I flicked through the book, to be honest, I was like, is this just law of attraction? Like, is this just another way of saying that, you know, ask and ye shall receive and all of this kind of stuff? Now, I, my opinion has differed from that. I get that. But for the benefit, for the benefit of other people listening to this who might be thinking, is this just all sort of woo woo, the secret, asking, asking it, asking it, and it, it'll happen kind of thing? What's the difference between? this and that no what we said is you got to ask and then the first a stands for action and the only other word i'd add to action is massive action like i said when i went bankrupt i did a thousand talks here i was either talking or going to sell a talk and and only tony robbins and i have done that much the same thing in the book business is that when i when i entered on the book business when i interviewed the 101 best authors fiction and non-fiction i didn't ask them hey tell me how to write 
I said, tell me how you marketed more books than anybody. And then I put it together as a first codified wow of the business plan. And then when we submitted it to the major publishers, and I won't name all of them, but we went to all of the big guys, all the big names in New York and everywhere else. And they all go, get out of here. No one's going to sell a million and a half in a year and a half. I said, did you read it? Next year, I'm going to sell five and then 10 and then 15. And, and they said, no, 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 it can't be done. I said, if you really read it, I'm going to sell a billion books. I said, no, 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 you don't get it. Nobody has ever done that and you can't do it. So <laughs> let me just do two things real quick. One is yeah. when, they, when we were selling 20,000 a week, and they wouldn't put us in New York Times. I call up the lady and she said, you are a multi-authored book. I said, I got that. She said, we don't do multi-authored books. I said, you're sure? She said, I'm sure. Now remember, questions are the answer. So I said, hey, wait a second. You're sure? She said, positively, we don't do multi-authored books. I said, lady, you do the Bible. It's got 66 books plus maps. And if you do all the map authors and the 720, she said, you're in next week, boy. <laughs> wow. Wow. That's awesome. That is, that is, that is, that is definitely playing the game. That is definitely playing the game. Okay. So what's, the, okay. So got it. So without, so that's the key thing, you know, I guess law of attraction is wish for it and it'll arrive. Whereas this is actually ask better questions, take massive action, get it done, build it, build the right team, have the right accountability partners, make sure you've got someone on the journey with you, make sure you're taking the time to have context over where you are in the journey. And remember that life is beautiful and we can achieve everything we want as long as we give ourselves the space to, to, to embrace it. I sort of got it. Right. And well, just one other thing I wanted to add to that. It's not just action, but it's also, you know, asking uh, reveals is it is going to continue to reveal to you in a very specific way what yeah. you don't know. It reveals to you what is hidden and it doesn't happen unless you start asking. You just stay stuck. You literally have to ask the questions because then you get the revelations. Then you get the you know, illuminations, then you get like, ah, that's the solution. It right. doesn't happen. It's asking the triggers, all of those things in every case, whether it's asking yourself, asking others and asking God. You know, I, I, I literally can't agree with you more. I, I, there is, I literally cannot agree with you. Thank you. Any more like that. It's, that is, we kind of touched on this earlier, but it's been the biggest single thing that I've done, particularly this year is to consciously and deliberately ask questions you know and yeah. just ask and be like yes. hmm, is this the thing that you know just simple stuff it can be but just ask and ask and ask and like why this why and just to it just creates so many unbelievable new strategic and non-tactical pathways in your life where you're not jumping from one haphazard activity or action into another you can actually start to see a real meaningful pathway that provides better value to the to the world i think it's yeah, I, I genuinely can't agree with that 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 sentiment more. So I want to ask, we're 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 coming close to our time, right? So, but I want to ask, like, what is the goal with this book? You're trying to sell, you're trying to sell a hundred million copies, or are you trying to? What is there a mission behind it, or is it just like we've got this idea and we're going to get a message out? What's the what's the plan? We can do a number if you need to have that, and I'll gladly. I don't need it. You can have whatever you want. I just want to. I want to. No, the point is, we want to get everyone in the world, eight billion people, to understand asking whether they listen to the book, listen to a tape, video, download it, and Kindle. I don't care how they do it, but we, our destiny is helping every individual find their destiny because mm. everybody, eight billion of us, are sequestered, and, and most of us are are confused, confounded, depressed, and unfortunately suicide is going off the Richter scale in your country and ours and, and around the world. And even this morning, we got called by the military and it breaks our heart because 
There's so much potential. And after every shutdown like this, there is a great boom. Like in 1898, America went into its first depression. Four things came out. The the Wright brothers flew an airplane. Nobody ever expected that to happen. A little guy named Alexander Graham Bell croaked the ringy dingy, the telephone line. Who'd believe that? Another guy named Henry Ford, you know, figured out how to do internal combustion engine. And then suddenly we had electricity with Edison. So we are in this place, but it's the book you got to read in high school. It's the best of times and the worst of times. We're saying attitudinally, if you ask the right questions attitudinally, it's going to be the best of times. Yeah. I, yeah, and we're planning some big things with Ask. We're going to do a whole um, transformational program around asking. And so we awesome. love for people to stay in touch with us. Get the book on Amazon. Um, it's the best place to get it. It's in all forms. Kindle, uh, you know, uh, there's a, it's a beautiful hard book and then audio book as well. And then uh, please stay in touch with us. We, uh, we're at, if people want to join, we're going to be doing a book club. Uh, we have uh, askthebookclub.com. If you want to get an invitation to the book club, we want to do a book club discussion. We want to stay in touch with people. It's free. And really accelerate this asking journey. That's for, awesome. So, you, so you're really trying to build that community that's going to actually help to foster that, right? Yeah. We, we need this world to come back better than ever. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, I agree with you, and I, I, I do, I do believe that you, you know, I think that despite the challenges that we may face as a as a society globally and all of that kind of stuff, I think that we are transitioning into a new phase of greatness as long as we can position ourselves to to be open to that. I think is is a big thing. Is there any last things that you guys want to share with people before we before we wrap it up? Yeah. We would love them to go to each of our respective websites, markvictorhanson.com. We've got a free book out there for you called How to Be Up and Down Times and Crystal. Mine's crystalvisionlife.com. And uh, I have an audio that's really helpful right now called Purge Messy Thinking because people are doing a lot of messy thinking. Um, So please get that. It's a free resource to you. And uh, yeah, once you get the book, we love to hear from you. You know, reach out to us on social media. I'm at Crystal Dwyer Hanson, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all of it. And of course, Mark is Mark Victor Hansen. Everywhere, all of the events. So yeah, please stay in touch. We love we love to connect with all of you. Well, fantastic. This has actually been a a very impactful episode. I'm gonna say I'm actually gonna put it out there. More impactful than I thought it was gonna be. This has actually been so much fun. Like I was <laughs> like, I, you know, I I thought all right, this is gonna be great, and we're gonna there's gonna be gonna talk about some awesome stuff. But I really love where this went. I really love the things that we touched on. It's really deeply been impactful for me. And I tend to know that when I feel a certain way about an episode, I tend to get a, a lot of feedback from everyone who's listening. Like, oh my god, that was great. I think this is gonna be one of those ones that's um that's gonna um, be a bit of a rocket ship uh, for our listeners. So. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. It's been a, a genuine pleasure and a real joy to be able to share this time with you and to be able to share these ideas and these messages and even to learn a little bit about your um, real estate strategies and all of that kind of stuff. I, so thanks so much. I genuinely, genuinely appreciate it. And look, when the borders reopen again, you'll have to come and say good day in Sydney. We would love that. We've really enjoyed being with you. And absolutely, we will take you up on that as soon as all of these uh, quarantines end and we don't have to wait 14 days anywhere. Totally, we'll be there. Totally. <laughs> Awesome. Sounds great, guys. I'll speak to you again soon. Take care.